Hey there, this is Joshua Porter with the Elite Seller Show, bringing you another episode. Today's guest, we're featuring Mavli. We have McLean Warren and we have Sajag Agarwal. Sajag, you are the CEO of Mavli and McLean, she is the uh, branding acquisition manager and social media expert uh, for Mavli. So guys, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey everybody. Yeah, I'm Sajag. So I'm the founder of Mavli. A little bit about me. So before founding Mobley, I used to run my own e-com brand. I uh, grew that to two million a year. Lived in Shenzhen for a little bit of time in China for a few months. And actually almost, it was a half a year. <laughs> so a little bit more than a few months. Kind of been through the experience on the e-com side. Started e-com like 10 years ago, moving from eBay, doing like retail arbitrage, then moving into PL, building out my own brand. And now I'm on the service provider side. So just kind of been through all the steps, I guess. <laughs> awesome. And McLean Warren, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're on all the podcasts lately? I don't know. I mean, I feel like your introduction was right on, but I have always loved copywriting. I've been specifically in the Amazon space with regards to marketing, listing optimization, uh, SEO, stuff like that for probably about six years. And then kind of wanted to transition out of just that field. So now I work with Mobley, which has been an awesome experience doing creative writing and content marketing as you practice. And yeah, I just love it. And I'm loving seeing the company grow. Awesome. That's great, man. I mean, you guys are just popping up out of nowhere. And it just seems like you guys have been around for, for quite some time. So in today's topic on the Elite Seller Show, we're definitely gonna be talking about how bad quality control today can lower your exit valuation after three years. And this is all about inspection and QC. Sajak, you obviously have a good amount of experience in dealing with this. How did you get involved into the logistics, expansion, uh, quality control aspect of the business? Yeah. So if you told me like three years ago or even like five years ago, especially that I would be working in inspections in the supply chain, I would have told you you're crazy. I used to be one of those techies that you know always wanted to kind of work on like smart home and stuff like that. And uh, supply chain is like the most like unsexy industry on earth. So I'm really surprised that I ended up here. But the reason I ended up here is basically because I started off building my own brand on Amazon and that was like electronics brand. And actually we wanted to build into smart home and stuff like that uh, long-term. Uh, but we started off just building cash flows with really simple stuff. So we had everything from like electronic accessories, like cell phone accessories, fabrics, you know, kind of the, the little gimmicky stuff you buy all the way down to like more complex electronics. So we sold high performance chargers. We had stuff that was custom engineered, stuff that was just like basic, you know, you buy it off the shelves kind of thing. And we were starting to have quality control problems with pretty much all of our products. So some of our products, we got really lucky. We didn't have quality control problems initially. And then we started having quality control problems later. Other products, we started having QC issues initially, and it just became crazy. So some of our listings, we went from five stars to all the way down to three, two stars, and our products had to be relisted, relaunched. I lost a ton of money. We had returns. We had warranty claims, just problems across the board. And it was just really tough to kind of manage all of that. That's when I ended up moving to Shenzhen because at that time, we had worked with quite a few numbers of quality control companies, and we were still getting past inspections despite having these problems. Then after moving to Shenzhen, I started doing my own inspections and kind of learning the process, how the inspection process worked, even watched one of my inspectors basically botch up one of my inspections firsthand. And then I was like, wow, like this is like ridiculous. And that's when I started doing my own inspections. We started catching problems. We started getting things under control. Then I was like, all right, obviously I can't live in China forever. Right? I have to move out eventually. I can't be building a business, doing my own inspections. So I started building out my own in-house team in Shenzhen. And then that team, when we started hiring them, that team started having a lot of problems. So we had them taking bribes from the suppliers. We had problems with the inspections being ineffective. They were all great for a couple of months. 
And then we had problems again after a few months. And it just became this crazy mess where we really had no accountability and we had kind of no visibility into what was going on. And that's when I actually founded Movly because I found there was a lot of improvements that could be made by applying technology and running, you know, like inspections have been an industry that have been pretty much the same for the last 50, 60, 80 years. Like they introduced computers and they stopped faxing reports. They now put them in a PDF. And that's about like the only change that's been in the industry for the last like 20, 30 years. So there's a lot of room for improvement in the industry. And that's kind of where I started in with inspections. So what Mavly does is we actually give you a full service quality control team for the cost of an inspection. And the reason the model was designed like that was because of those same experiences I have, where the inspectors didn't really understand the products, know how to inspect it. They didn't really have accountability. And at the same time, you know, working with the standard model, you want the customizability, the flexibility of having your own in-house team on the ground. But at the same time, you want to have the controls, the scales, the experience of a third party that has all this aggregated data, this user data can monitor their inspectors, make sure they're doing a good job and have all those kind of processes in place. So that's kind of where Mobley came in the middle. It was kind of a mesh of having your own in-house team with the scale of having a very large third party working on your behalf. No, that's pretty impressive that you uh, came up with such a very unique and desirable business model in such a much needed time. I imagine since everything that happened with the pandemic last year, that this has actually exploded your business and helped you gain massive traction in the Amazon space, especially since quality control in another country can be such a fiduciary and finicky process to manage. And you're basing it all on trust and assuming that these cultural implications that have happened over the last 80 years when it comes to logistics could easily just be changed overnight, which is simple, small things by having a third party association involved and doing just small incremental technological changes uh, has had a massive impact. What would you guys have to say in regards to uh, the growth of the business over the past couple of years? So the growth of the business has been pretty crazy in the last couple of years. So we launched about three years ago and uh, we went to the market publicly about one year ago, right before the pandemic started. <laughs> so it was an interesting time for us and things really picked up uh, pretty quickly. We actually started doing a lot of PPE inspections last year. And that's kind of where we started off as a PPE one of our first inspections were for PPE, KN95 masks. They were like class two FDA certified. And when we went into the inspection, we found out like 8% of them had holes. <laughs> so it was a little bit ridiculous. And we saved a hospital from a pretty bad order that could have created some issues. But growth has been pretty crazy. So we've been in public for about a year now. Just in the last two months, we actually ended up 3Xing our revenue. And uh, we increased it 50% just in the last week. So it's been uh, pretty crazy as far as growth goes. Absolutely. I can actually see that um, with the massive amount of social media presence that you guys have. And, you know, thankfully with the help of McLean Warren over here, she's definitely taking the helm and taking care of that. And I imagine that she yeah. has a ton of weight off your shoulders when it comes to managing the business with high level processes. So what would you say that truly makes you different than other inspection companies outside of having third party vendors? What is the organic feel that Mobley can actually generate and make people want to just come back again and again with a level of trust? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the biggest impacts is really our service pods. So our service pods, what we do is anytime we work with a client, and this is one of the reasons that a lot of really big brands all the way down to really small brands like to work with us is because of our service pods. Every client that works with us gets assigned what we like to call a service pod. And a service pod is essentially a team of five people. There's three inspection specialists, an account manager, and a local relations specialist. And essentially what we do is when you work with us and you get assigned a service pod, that's essentially your quality control team. So regardless of who you're working with on the inspection side, whoever is going to do your inspection, what kind of products you have, you have one service pod that understands your business, your challenges, and your products. 
and they work with you to manage your inspections, book your inspections, they go through the inspection process with you. So we'll give you recommendations. We actually aggregate data across all clients. So to give you an example, we had a client who had a water balloon and they had leaks in their water balloons post-inspection. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is that they weren't actually testing for leaks during the inspection process. So when they started working with us and they notified their service pod, hey, you know, we're having leaks in our balloons. The service pod worked with them. We put in place a new test. And then every other customer with balloons got a recommendation next time they did their inspection that, hey, we had a customer who experienced leaks in their balloons. We noticed you didn't have this test. We recommend adding this test before you have this issue and doing it on this sample size. And that expands for all products. So that's one of the big things about having our service pod is they share all this experience from all these other service pods. They use all of our insights that we get, then do better and better inspections over time. And that's one of the really cool things about Mobley. And then in addition to that, your service pods also work with you to book those inspections. They manage the inspections. So if the inspector has any problems during the inspection process or they don't understand anything, your service pod is the one actually working with your inspector to actually make sure that the inspection is done right. And then they also check the reports. They ask questions. They make sure everything looks good. And then they report it to you. So it's kind of the feel of having your own in-house team that you can customize and run in any way you'd like, along with the scale and the controls of having that much larger third party behind you going to piggyback off of what Sajak said, which is that when people are picking inspections and or inspection teams, they're kind of shooting from the dark. Like they don't really know a lot about the process, what they should be doing, where they should be going, who to trust, who not to trust, especially in an industry that's kind of well known for having shady businesses and bribery's. So I feel like it's kind of like reaching, you know, blindly through the whole transition. I think what's cool about Mavli is that they really do, as Saljok said, not only do they walk you through the process, they really kind of help you hone in on what tests you actually need for your product because there's so many kinds of tests out there. Some of them are really important and some of them are really not, as well as sample size and what makes the most sense for your product. So I think that having that relationship with your inspection team is not something most people offer. That's actually quite unique that you guys have it broken down so systematically, because I know that for Amazon sellers that sell toys, they have to get unique tests, whether it's a lead test, a uh, a choking test, a hazard test, a hazmat test, several different tests that they have to get for that. Essentially, if they don't get those tests, their products could just be left as stranded inventory or they may not even actually get into the United States in the first place. So the fact that you guys have a unique system that's going to break it down by that, but adds a level of trust in an industry that is so rife with, with bribery is a rather unique prospect. Tell me a little bit more about how you guys are uh, shaking up the dichotomy of the logistics and, and inspection services in China by factoring in these levels of trust. How do you guys prevent internal bribery from happening within a system that's already very rich with this kind of activity? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I'd like to just add, like in terms of like the tests, their inspection process is different from the certification process. So like hazmat tests, lead tests, things like that, those are more lab tests that you might want to do on your products. And that's more for compliance. So that's something we're actually building into later this year. We're building out compliance pods. So now you'll have an inspection pod, but you also have a compliance pod that can help you with lab tests, certifications, factory audits, and making sure that you're compliant with all your products and any market you're selling in. So that's something we're building into later this year. But with the inspection process, we can do some of those tests in a limited capacity using factory machinery, just as kind of like a routine check, but it's not something that is kind of like a certified lab result. So you may not be able to use that in your Amazon process or your Amazon backend, you know, as a submit, like, hey, here's a Mobley inspection report. 
that's more so for your QC to make sure your products are built right on a day-to-day order. But we are working and building into that certification part later this year. So that's something we're super excited about. And then in terms of fraud and bribery, to answer your question there, so there's a lot of cool things that we do at Mobley. And what I'm really excited about is actually the bigger vision of what we're building out. Mobley is only a couple years old, but we've already changed up the game and shook up a lot when it comes to inspections. And we're doing a lot more in the next coming months as well and the next coming years. One of the cool things about Mobley is that we're constantly improving. So a year ago, we launched inspections publicly. Just five months ago is when we launched service pods publicly. So service pods were not available until just a few months ago. We learned over the first six months of our business that, hey, this approach would render a lot better results with our customers. So we're always able to improve. And what we do on the fraud and bribery standpoint, I would say we are considerably better than other companies on the fraud and bribery standpoint, which I'll describe what we do in a second. But with the platform and things like that, that we're building out longer term, it's going to give us even more control and even more visibility into the process that no other inspection company has. So what we do right now is, first of all, we use data analytics. So we actually go and measure on the basis of inspectors, you know, which inspectors pass the most inspections, fail the most inspections. We look at the reports. So one of the cool things is because your service pod aggregates all this data from all these other clients that have similar products, we actually know exactly how much time your product takes to test. We know exactly how much time your product takes to you know, run the inspection process too. And we actually quote that out very specifically. So the inspector is not over committed during the inspection day. And one of the cool things with that is because we can measure how much time the inspector spends at the factory, what their average pass and fail rate is, what number of average defects they report on a general report, things like that on an inspector by inspector basis, we can actually track, okay, hey, you know, these inspectors have a higher risk of fraud. These inspectors are more detailed. They have a lower risk of fraud. And then we use those data analytics to tell us, you know, where we want to look more in depth into and then make decisions on that. And also for multi-day inspections, we like to send multiple inspectors to the factory So if you have like a two or three day inspection, we'd rather send two inspectors on the first day and one inspector on the second day, or maybe three inspectors in one day, because multiple inspectors dramatically reduces the risk of fraud. And in addition to that, we like to rotate inspectors and randomize the assignments on an inspection to inspection basis. And we're able to do that really effectively with our model because your service pod is kind of your central point of contact. So they work with your inspectors to make sure that the inspection is done consistently, even if it's a different inspector every single time. And that's kind of what they're there for. But we're building into a really big platform over time that will actually allow us to get body camera footage on the inspection process and then streamline that into a system in real time. That's not going to really field us for like fraud and bribery per se, because if you want to take a bribe and just cover the camera, we're not going to catch that. But what we can catch is that, you know, hey, is the process followed or the number of units inspected correct? And then we can use that along with all the data analytics we get, like, you know, how thorough you are compared to other inspectors, you know, in the space. And then we can also improve our data analytics by calculating on a machine learning algorithm, you know, what's the average pass or fail rate for this industry, for this product, for this test, and we can get a lot more detail than what we're getting right now. So we're going to be building out that platform over the next year or so. And as we build out that platform, that's going to help us over time, reduce that risk of fraud as close to 0% as we can. Okay. That's actually uh, an extremely interesting model, especially with the whole concept of now factoring in body cam footage. Uh, it's going to have some interesting takes, especially when it comes to uh, uploading the video aspect of it. So yeah. I, I take it that it would also live on the website as well, that they'd be able to like, you know, fast forward and zoom through something as quick as that. One thing I definitely want to ask you is, What's the inspection batch rate? Like, uh, is, it, is it 10%? Is it that they're opening just one box and checking it, making sure it's quality? Where do you see the biggest hiccup that could potentially 
caused the the genesis of Mobley. What exactly was the the precipice that that caused all of this? Was it the inspectors? Was it the factory? Was it a combination of both? Like, what what do you see as the biggest stepping stone to moving things forward? So, just to clarify, so do you mean like what's like the biggest reason that inspections mainly fail and what that fail rate looks like? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be one thing. Like, and then also on top of that, uh, how often? Uh, what what's the percentage of inventory that actually gets inspected? essentially a batch rate? Is it 10%, 20%? Yeah. So in terms of past inspections and failed inspections, the average is really difficult. It doesn't really mean much because there's so much variance between different customers, different products, things like that. So we don't really like to use that kind of general framework. But what we have seen is that inspections are much more likely to fail on the first order. So generally the first order is when we see the most issues. And then following orders after that, it kind of progressively reduces on an average basis, but really kind of quality control problems, quality fade. You know, we've also had customers that have had great first five inspections on the first five orders. And then on the sixth order, it's just terrible. So it's not really like any like standard way it goes, but on an average basis, we have the highest fail rate on the first order inspections. And that's when we see the most things go wrong. Like maybe the color is wrong or there's other problems, things like that. And the second highest is actually on the second order. So a lot of times, you know, the first order goes great and everything is fantastic. The customer reorders, they place a much bigger order. And then the second order, when they scale up production considerably is when we start having more problems. So maybe the color is not exactly the same, or maybe the product was not built exactly as well as it should be on the second order. So those are kind of the two orders we see the most risk at. And then from there, the risk kind of lowers on an order to order basis. And one of the most common reasons of failure is number one, product test failing. Number two, workmanship defects. So too many visual defects on the product, which can fail in inspection. And then third, uh, which is really interesting, is cart and drop tests being refused. So a lot of factories refuse cart and drop tests. Essentially, carton drop tests are created to simulate shipping damage. So now if you have a shipping carton, you drop the carton. Take, for example, you go to an airplane, right? You're going to see them literally take your suitcases and like throw them like three feet, you know, 10 feet into this conveyor belt. And then they don't give a crap about what's in your in your suitcase. So it's kind of the same thing with shipping. Similar to uh, car crash tests. Exactly. So, you know, if your factory is scared that dropping your shipping carton from three feet is going to break your products and they refuse your test, there's a pretty solid chance that your products are going to come to America or wherever you're shipping them to and they're going to be broken. So that's one of the most common reasons of failure, actually for inspections. Let me ask you this. Uh, what are some just quick and most effective ways to quantify a viable inspection versus things that could essentially cause your product to be either stranded or just cause a massive loss of money? And also on top of that, what do you see as the biggest issue for inspections failing? Is it manufacturers? Is it bribery? Just give me your overall experience in dealing with this as an Amazon seller, but as a uh, as the CEO of the company. I think the two biggest problems that we've seen between like an effective inspection and an ineffective inspection is sample sizes, number one, and number two, product tests. And those are kind of the two biggest problems we've seen. So number one, for sample sizes, that is a huge issue. So a lot of customers, they say, hey, you know, we want to go do an inspection and uh, maybe they want to save some money on the inspection process. So instead of testing 200 units, they test like 50 units and they do an inspection in the day versus two days. They're like, okay, I did an inspection. It passed. You know, I should be fine. And then they get mad and they're like, hey, you know, we're having like a 2% defect rate. My inspection company messed up. You guys are terrible, da, 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 da. And the reason that that inspection passed and you could still have defects is not necessarily the inspection company, but it's the inspection process. And you have to test a statistically significant amount of products and get a past result on that to have that inspection be effective. If you're not testing a statistically significant amount, 
a past inspection is really meaningless. It means nothing. You know, on Amazon, for example, one to 2% of customers leave uh, positive reviews that have a positive experience with your product. But 66% of customers who have negative experiences leave a negative review. If you have 100 products and you have two, 3% defect rate, you're going to get two negative reviews and maybe two positive reviews uh, if you're lucky. So 50% of your reviews are going to be negative and that's not really sustainable. So when it comes to the inspection process, it's incredibly important to test a statistically significant amount for all the tests that you're worried about and for visual defects. Say, for example, you test 50 units. 50 units is really easy. You can just do one divided by 50. That's about 2%. So if you have 50 units and you test them and everything goes great, you can still have a 2% defect rate that you didn't test for. If you test 100 units and you test for that, now you're testing to a 1% defect rate. 200 units, you're testing to a 0.5% defect rate. So you have to make sure your number is statistically significant. And we use the AQL table internally to use this. AQL is basically, um, it's a spec of ISO 2859. ISO stands for International Organization of Standards. They've spent millions and millions of dollars. I think it was funded by the US military to create this statistical model for quality control. And the statistical model basically lays out three levels. It's level one, level two, and level three on the sample sizes. And that essentially dictates how effective the inspection is going to be. So you want to make sure that, you know, as an Amazon seller, level three is generally what we recommend. Level two is kind of your normal for brick and mortar. So if you sell it to Target or Walmart, they might mandate you do level two inspections, but you also don't have the risk of higher returns, higher warranty claims, customer reviews, which are permanently reputationally you know, damageable. Generally, to mitigate those risks at least a little bit, we recommend at least a level three. You can then use that probability method, you know, one over 50, one over 100 to kind of you know, go above and beyond level three to the point that your risk is reduced. So sample sizes is really important. So you know, if you have 1,000 units, you test 12, 15, 20 units, and you say, hey, inspection passed, it doesn't really mean much. Now, the second thing is that when it comes down to the inspection process is product tests. So a lot of people think, hey, you know, my product is really simple. I don't really have a lot of product tests. And that's a really common thing we hear. We had a customer who came to us with pasta strainers and they were like, yeah, you know, it's a very simple product. It should be a very quick inspection, just a visual inspection. And it's like, hold up for a second, because there's a lot of things that can happen even for the most simple products, like a pasta strainer, just a metal product. What can go wrong? Well, First of all, you know, the holes may not be drilled properly, so the water may not flow. Or number two, those handles uh, that you know, hold the pasta strainer up, they can just bend off and come off if there's too much weight. Right. Uh, maybe you have yes. logo. The, the, the Velcro, everything that's involved in it, maybe it's the stitching, it could be something as simple as the padding involved. It, there's just a ton of variables. I think uh, one of the most important things that you guys definitely touch upon is having the idea that this concept actually comes full circle at the end of the day. Right. So uh, with most Amazon sellers, obviously their goal is to one day build up this beautiful, massive brand and eventually sell it. What you guys are focusing on is the long-term ramifications of skipping the important details, right? And not actually securing them. And by not taking care of where their product is, is coming from and how it's being looked at, could have this massive ripple effect, like a like a stone in a still pond, and ab- absolutely have this catastrophic damaging effect on your brand over time, where this could potentially be the ultimate downfall because the uh, inspection process failed along the way and everybody uh, one hand washed the other by by briberies. And now you're looking at all your investments going down the drain. I would say not only is it important because you send, say, 10% of shoddy products to the US and your clientele gets 20% of them, you get a bad review and then your reputation is, you know, jeopardized. 
But not only that, right now with what's going on with the backlog of supply chains in general, with manufacturing, shipping, all that stuff, customers sending back a product and you have to send it back to China and then hopefully get a turnaround of that product, like that's going to take a really, really long time. And you have to be prepared for that for Q4. So to avoid all of that stuff, you want to make sure you're good. your inspections are done right the first time. Exactly. Because like there's like a huge time period between the time you order your product and then by the time it gets to your customer, you sell your product. And then when your customer reports a problem. So like the handle's breaking on a pasta strainer, that might come 60 days after you sold the product. And by then you might have already had all these, you know, six months of defective inventory that have already been sold. Or you might have had, you know, or in production or at your 3PL. And now you still have to sell these products and then, you know, expect this issue and then fixing those problems, you know, that's six months later. So it's a huge cycle. And that's why it's really important to invest in that cycle because by the time you start having problems, it's often too late. And especially if you're a small brand, it can wipe your, your type of business off the market. And that's huge. Yeah, it's quite a vicious cycle, isn't it? And one thing that I would definitely like to ask you about, Mavli, is it seems like the precipice of your business is focused primarily in China. Do you guys have any plans to expand in other marketplaces, uh, like maybe India, maybe South America, where you can actually have a shorter lead time on getting inventory into the United States? Are you planning on getting closer to more emerging Amazon marketplaces? Yeah, it's a really good question. So right now we're in the middle of raising an institutional round of funding. Once we've raised that round in the next few months, we're actually going to have a lot more resources and manpower to build out our platform, to build out a lot of the cool stuff we're building out. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things we're focused on right after doing that is actually going out and expanding from China to 10, 20, 30 different countries and you know scaling that across multiple different countries. So that's something that is, is definitely coming up and we'll be able to accommodate inspections in a lot more countries, even potentially the US very, very soon. Okay, cool. That's actually pretty neat that you guys are going through your second round of uh, angel investors. What would you say is the massive draw that brings the eyes to Mobley? What continues to make you guys like center focus when it comes to inspections? I think the biggest drive is really just kind of the Amazon marketplace and kind of the, the systems that we're seeing. So previously, you know, Amazon has evolved. So like, you know, five, six, seven years ago, Uh, Everybody was launching, you know, just general products and putting their logo on it. And now everybody's trying to do different products, unique products. And it's all about branding. And people want to exit their businesses because now they're viewing their businesses more so as assets rather than just cash flow, you know, generating machines. So when you want to exit your business in two, three years, we're getting all this money pumped into aggregators. And we work with a lot of aggregators at Mobley for their inspection. So we know how they work, how they run their internal processes, things like that. What we've learned is that when it comes to actually exiting your business, there's a lot of risks that QC helps mitigate that helps you drive higher valuations and also get more buyers interested in your business when it's selling. So I think that's been one of the most engaging points of discussion for sellers because it's almost like a car. You know, It's like if you go take your car to like an off-brand mechanic and you have an issue, sure, you can get that issue fixed, but you know it can create a lot more problems and the value of your car is probably going to decline. And it's kind of the same thing with business. You know, If you go fuel your business, especially on the supply chain side, because supply chain is the core of any e-com business, it's really supply chain and market. If you don't have supply chain, you can't market. If you don't have marketing, supply chain doesn't matter. So it's like 50% of your business. If you don't invest in your supply chain and have proper processes, systems, procedures, and service providers in place, then when it does come time to sell, when you do have issues, you know, it's going to dramatically, you know, you're, you're driving a car without wheels, essentially. It's all part of the whole 21 points inspection when you get your vehicle checked in. You guys are pivotal because you're essentially the engine 
of what's actually going to allow the vehicle to keep on moving, especially if this is the financial vehicle of their business. They definitely want that to be uh, taken care of and to be operating on all cylinders at every given moment. I think what the most interesting aspect of Mobley is that you guys are definitely connected fairly well with aggregators. Is there any chance that Mobley could eventually become its own aggregator over time? Is that something that you guys plan on doing in several years? And also a second question would be, you guys focus primarily on the inspection process. What about the manufacturing process? Is there ever going to be any kind of inspection process when it comes to molding of new products or designer implementation? Is that going to be also factored into place or is that just outside of the uh, scope of the business? So in terms of becoming an aggregator, we don't have any plans uh, to jump into the aggregation space. That's just not our cup of tea. We're not really marketing or branding experts. Uh, we're supply chain guys and we want to stick to the supply chain side. To go into your second question, we have a lot of really cool things planned uh, coming uh, soon on the supply chain side. We're starting with inspections. We're starting with quality control right now. There's a couple of secret projects, so I can't really disclose too much. But one of the reasons we're raising institutional funding is that uh, we're building out into a much larger platform, or specifically Amazon brands, marketplace sellers, you know, e-com sellers, generally small businesses, medium, small to medium enterprises. And so if you're not a Fortune 500 with billions of dollars, then you're probably going to want to use our platform. So that's kind of what we're building into in the future. We want to help you find your suppliers without being a middleman, help you vet them out, help you manage your relationship with them, create leverage with them, as well as run all the different service points in your supply chain from one central platform. So that's what we're building into long-term. And we're going to have a lot of news and updates with that over the next year or two as we go raise more funding and institutional investment. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool, man. I like the overall layout of what Mobley is trying to do. And I think it's a very unique proposition that is definitely rife for change and a shakeup in the way that inspections are done. I can tell you in my personal experience when I was selling on Amazon that one of the biggest hangups that I had, especially with getting my inventory moved, was the fact that I did actually have a lot of inventory arrive damaged. It wasn't either packed correctly or it was packed incorrectly or the sample rate that was actually checked was far lower. And I can say from a new Amazon seller, it might seem like a very good financial decision to cut out inspections, but that could just end up costing you so much in the long run because that could just be the absolute downfall of your business right from the start. And I can say personally, just don't be cheap like me about doing it the first time around, you know, just, uh, just, just uh, shell out the extra cash. Trust me, if you're already in, you know, if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound, might as well go forth and just make sure that your business can actually uh, get the leverage that it needs to actually keep itself going. By any chance, have your manufacturing company do the inspections or did you hire a separate inspection team? I believe at that time I did have the manufacturer do the inspection and that was probably not the greatest idea because there were so many units that didn't arrive with like a little instruction guide that was supposed to be handmade and, and put in there. And I would say half of the inventory didn't have half of what it needed. And that just instantaneously killed that listing. It was like dead on arrival. There was nothing I could definitely do about that. So really important that people understand that the inspection team is looking out for you and yeah. your vested interests. Like freight forwarders, manufacturers, all of them, they can do inspections, but at the end of the day, it's about protecting them and making the most money for them. It's definitely recommended to get a third party inspection team. And that's where you guys come into play. Definitely. <laughs> we can talk about inspections all day. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself? So I know Sajog, you are definitely into a little bit of extreme motorsports, right? So you're into racing. You're definitely, definitely like to fly planes, obviously not crashing. McLean, you're a bit more down to earth, camping, hiking, obviously living a very good life in North Carolina. How can people get to know more about you? 
you can follow me on IG, <laughs> so on Instagram. It's just Sajak.agarwal. And then um, connect with me on LinkedIn, things like that, or Facebook. You know, I definitely uh, post a lot there. I'd say that's probably the best way to get in contact with me and kind of just follow on on my activities, I guess. I mean, if you want to get to really know me, take me on a date. But if that's not an option, <laughs> um, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, McLean Warren. I also have a LinkedIn page. Instagram is Plainy, C-L-A-I-N-E, 861. We also have a Mobley Facebook group that you all should join because it's just a good resource to have to talk to people and learn as much as you can. Okay, perfect. Yeah, all this information will be in the description. We'll have a website for Mobley, we'll have the Facebook pages, we'll have the Facebook group. Obviously, we'll have the LinkedIn professional profiles. Not too sure about the Instagrams. Maybe we might squeeze those in there, but who knows? And uh, make sure that you guys definitely subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, uh, watch our videos on YouTube and you can definitely check out Elite Seller by going to EliteSeller.com. You can just apply the code JOSH15 for 15% off and you can start your 14-day free trial. That's 15% off for life. Just apply J-O-S-H-1-5. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you come back for the next episode of the Elite Seller Show. And just want to thank my lovely guests right over here, McLean Warren and Sajak Agarwal with Mobley. That's M-O-B-L-E-Y.com. Check them out to make sure that you guys get your inspections done the right way the first time and save yourself so much money on your business, especially when you go to sell it at the end of the day. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us on. Yes, thank you. And no problem, guys.